Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's theme? This week's theme is actually card 23, Cosmos, and it talks about balance. What are you balancing in your life? How can you find beauty in times of both harmony and paradox? Well, I'm definitely feeling the harmony and paradox challenge of the moment. But it's exciting to have another episode. We've been really just present to all the stories, not only that we're sharing, but we're now receiving and just sending gratitude uh, to those who are joining us on this journey. This week's theme on balance, it brought up a lot of different metaphors for me. The first metaphor that I was thinking about was the twisties. And you know, for anybody that watched or even just heard about the Summer Olympics and Simone Biles stepping back because she had the twisties, that sort of feeling of not knowing where the ground is. And even though she's an elite athlete, her muscle memory has been tuned to the highest levels. There was a, just a disconnect between her mind and her body. And that to me, was just this reminder that no matter how well we've trained, no matter how great our muscle memory sometimes our mental game is off. And what does it look like to just take a step back? So what are you balancing in this moment, Omar? Well, I'm having a lot of appreciation for the mind, heart, body. And this has been this exploration of meditation is great for mindfulness. Gratitude is great for emotions and embodiment is great for the body. But these are all just in some ways just words that we use to kind of describe things. They're not necessarily, the mind doesn't go, oh, it's like the left finger or the left hand doesn't know what the right hand, they're all kind of connected. Um, and we just sort of describe it as left and right, but it's all one body. And so I think part of me right now is just like, okay, how are these parts of me trying to be more in sync? And what is that sort of muscle memory? What is that emotional muscle memory that I'm trying to kind of create and find, uh, be in sync with? Hmm. I love how you continue to explore this connection with your body and how it continues to deepen every week. I heard this term earlier this week that I thought was so fitting for our podcast and, you know, the reflections from the prompt are inspired by nature, but the question, the word that I heard this week was what is in our second nature? Like what is second nature to us? What is that thing that is sort of our default and how do we kind of become more conscious and aware of it? Right. Is second nature just habit is second nature something that we sort of are very intentional about um, and how does that sort of, why do we have the second nature? Like, what is it that, is it biological? Is it cultural? Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess I have a lot of questions this week. Hmm. So you're balancing questions and answers. <laughs> 
it's um, been interesting to reflect on this journey from inexhaustible abundance, which is card 22, just before balance. And, you know, we're going into the fall equinox in a couple weeks. And I've just been really noticing the balancing of really wanting deep rest versus getting a lot done and wanting more simplicity in my life and also feeling this energy of the fall harvest, wanting to expand and to really harvest everything that I've been working towards. And I love that this prompt talks about the paradox of coming into balance because it doesn't, it oftentimes it's that tension of feeling off balance or out of sorts that then reminds us to come back into our center. And it's just been a really profound experience just even this past week of just practicing balance and just noticing, you know, what is the metaphor for coming back to balance? And for me, it's it feels more, less like a scale and a lot more like a spiraling, a coming around to find myself again. So for you, Omar, what is the way that you come into balance when you notice that you're off or you feel like something's out of sorts? Well, I love that you you use the metaphor of spiral. The metaphor that was coming to me was the accelerator versus a brake. When am I pushing on the accelerator and moving forward. And then when do I find myself kind of stuck? And like, why am I hitting the brakes at the same time? There's uh, some professors at the Harvard education school called, um, they have a process called immunity mapping and how do we like adapt to change or how are we not adapting to change? Basically they said that if we're hitting the accelerator and the brake at the same time, it's because we're holding two different competing values. And it's not that one is right or one is wrong. It's more of like, okay, these things are different parts. It's the paradox, right? Let's just take eating, for example. I have one of like intention of like, I need to lose another 10 pounds. And then there's the break, which is, uh, but I really love eating and it's family time and it's enjoyable. And so these are like two conflicting values and commitments that I have, which is how do I sort of take care of myself, but also food is such a part of family and life. And so to me, like, I guess the way that the paradox of it is, what is that underlying maybe fear that I might have? that's sort of blocking me from just committing to one or the other. You know, what is that sort of saying? Like, okay, what does it look like to really want to take care of myself? And how much of that is about eating? How much of that is about being present? How much of that is like, okay, what are, what other commitments am I exercising enough in my life? And maybe it's not about the eating at all. Maybe it's about like, oh, I need to actually just move more. You know, and part of the stay at home is just like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, and so then I really have to like break out of that uh, 
cycle in a different way. Also goes back to noticing. It's it seems impossible to always be in this perfect balance. And in some ways it seems like it's not about perfection. It's about the noticing of when of what we need in every moment and being able to be nimble enough to notice and then adjust as we go. That's what I'm hearing as I as you're talking about this awareness of your body and your relationship with food. And maybe part of it is just like, hey, I'm noticing that I'm hitting the accelerator and the brake at the same time. It's not about like, oh, this is right, this is wrong. It's just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And what does it look like to be nimble? And what does it look like to move? I wanted to share a story about my great-grandmother, G.C. Fong, who was born in China in like, I think like the late 1800s. I'm holding her shoe and it fits in the palm of my hand and it's made out of silk. It's this bright pink and turquoise with this beautiful embroidery in it. But what's really shocking about this shoe is that her feet were bound as a child. Her parents were away and the servants bound her feet. And they did it for job security. Because if they had a child that couldn't move, then they were always going to be needed. And my great-grandmother, and I found this out recently, she met her husband on the day they got married. And then he was coming, he was I think born in the United States and went back to China to get married. And I had two kids before she finally came to the U.S. And then she had eight more kids uh, living in Northern California. And there's still family farms up there. And my mom ended up spending the summer with her when she was about four and a half years old. And she said she was just the sweetest grandmother she could have hoped for. And so now just as I'm thinking about, I'm feeling stuck, I can't move. And I'm like, my great grandmother had her feet bound. Her feet were probably, I'm looking at it, two and a half inches, maybe three inches. And yet she could be sweet and just be the apple of my mom's eye. And I guess, you know, part of it is then What is that outlook that we have in life, no matter our circumstances, that allows us to just be sweet and be present uh, and to spend time with those that we love and not get caught up in, you know, I think part of the challenge of like a Simone Biles and we have this sort of idea of what an elite athlete and what high performance is supposed to look like versus this lady born in the late 1800s and moving across countries, having 10 kids and just making a new life. And I'm just imagining her physically having to learn how to come back into balance with her body. How do you take one step and then another step when you've been dramatically changed in that way? I think I've read recently that the definition of trauma is 
when something has been thwarted, something and like, how do we then complete that action as a way to heal? And she didn't let her bound feet thwart her ability to just move literally in the world uh, in a way that was probably very unexpected and non-traditional. Thank you for this reminder. As we all struggle with balance right now, how do we come back into our center, even if our external circumstances are really challenging? I'm so curious what came up for Arlene around the cosmos and this theme of balance as she was drawing this many years ago. This is the story of the balance card that features the cosmos. Flowers just don't disappoint. Like card number 23, the cosmos, they share a name with our universe. And for me, they represent the magic of balance. They remind me of just one instance of beauty and wonder that exists from making order out of chaos. This drawing is based on a picture my dad sent to me from the Oakland Community Garden, where he used to garden. I feel very fortunate to have a family that loves to garden, even though paradoxically, I can't seem to grow anything on my own, despite my love of nature and my connection to these plants. My parents grew a memorable flower garden in the house where I grew up, and to this day, everything they touch seems to endlessly bloom. There are a few flowers that will always make me think of my parents, and the cosmos are one of them. For some reason, my parents seem to grow these flowers wherever they garden. I remember the cosmos growing in my childhood yard, the cosmos they planted in the various gardens where I've lived in my adult life, the cosmos in the community garden where they used to garden, and now the cosmos at the retirement home where they live. Everywhere my parents go, the cosmos seems to grow with them. When I made this drawing, I felt I captured the way the cosmos can balance so delicately in the wind. Even though they are being tossed around, they manage to keep their heads up high and sway with the flow of the air. There was something about this drawing that felt balanced and not in balance at the same time, which is what inspired the prompt. What are you balancing in your life? How can you find beauty in times of both harmony and paradox? There does seem to be a lesson in these flowers about finding balance in the flow, which inevitably can feel unpredictable and even tumultuous at times. I love how she just, it really brought memories back for her. And I think that's maybe in some ways what balance is feeling like for me right now is just whether it's generational memories or muscle memory, and maybe that's what second nature is. It's like, what is deeply embedded in us and how are we bringing our awareness to it? I'm really struck by the words order and chaos, the paradox of those two things and how harmony is that flow between those two states. I'm looking at the flowers that she drew on the card, and there's four of them. 
And it does feel like they're kind of floating up in the air, traveling up into the universe. And, and in that journey, what must that, what might that be like to be tossed around by the wind and then experience this moment of just like flow in the air. And in many ways that's feels like the journey of life and, and, and the process is what is challenging us to find the beauty. And it's not easy when you're getting tossed up in the air to see that that's beautiful. I'm struggling with that right now. You know, there's moments where I'm feel a lot of frustration around the unknown. When is the air going to get clear again? When am I going to be able to breathe outside? And it's hard to go back to beauty in that moment. And maybe that's the practice of balance is in that process. How can I find harmony? It's not about the order, which my mind really wants. (laughs) It's just, yeah, harmony can bridge order and chaos in that moment. Trying to picture beauty and you know, what immediately comes to mind is just a sunset, you know, particularly over water. And it's just sort of awe-inspiring. And so I'm just, you know, I think maybe this is the, you know, I feel like right now sometimes it's it's ugly beautiful, right? Like how do you, you know, not every moment is this beautiful picturesque sunset over an ocean sometimes it's a cloudy day sometimes it's fires and 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 it can feel off balance and yet there's it's there and so how to like just hold a little bit of space and maybe you're just holding space for a memory of that moment and that's a way to kind of come back to recenter I was reading a little bit about the cosmos this morning just to understand how they got their name. And it's it's interesting. They were named by Spanish priests who saw the petals of the flower and just felt like they were so evenly placed and and perfect. And so they named the flower cosmos to symbolize order and harmony with the rest of the universe. Perfect harmony. Mm. I love that we're finding the origins of these uh, flowers. Again, it's just, maybe it's just, it's memory. And, and I've been struck how the etymology of things, the words are embedded with these meanings. Like last week was the Rose of Sharon and realizing that Sharon was this place on the Mediterranean coast. And it's right there in the name. And cosmos, I'm sure it's got a a, a beautiful uh, etymology to it. Traveling back in time to make meaning of the present. I think we're going to hear a few clips from Gratitude Circles now. 
The word that really resonated with me when we pulled this card was cosmos. Then I'm looking at these words, harmony and paradox, and and is that not something we could work uh, a working definition of the cosmos? When I was reading the cosmos, I have uh, a meditation that I do when I want to feel centered. I love listening to jazz. It's like a spiritual practice for me. And Sun Ra has a, a record called So Sleeping Beauty, Baba Oren. You know Sleeping Beauty. There's a song called Door of the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. And so it starts. Love and light interested me so that I dared to knock at the door of the cosmos. And hear the chimes. <laughs> and then they the mantra keeps going, right? And then 20 minutes later, you have taken off somewhere. And then the chime comes back. And then you hear the chanting. And you land back in your body. And you're like, wow. And I put it on whenever I'm feeling sad. And you know, I share it with other folks. Like, you know, okay, cut the lights out low. Put this on. And just tell me where you go during that whole time until the chanting returns. And how do you feel, right? And it's a different experience for everyone. But that's, um, for me, I describe it that my heart just breaks open. And that it's, I'm existing outside of my body. It's just fully spirit. Um, And it's something about that record just to hear that chant over and again, love and life interested me so that I dared to knock at the door of the cosmos. And so I think that that, um, you know, when we talk about how can you find beauty in times of both harmony and paradox, that that's an invitation uh, to to finding that balance uh, in what could feel very much chaotic. but it's very much harmonious and in alignment. Well, I needed this message today. (laughs) What is it? Just, I think getting out of my head and breaking my heart open and knocking on the door of the cosmos and all right, I'm ready now. (laughs) Music, music is beauty. That totally shifted me out of my stiffness in my body and to just shake to that that song and to her voice. And, you know, th- that maybe that's a way to come into center when I feel this chaos is just listen to some music and and receive that lightness. That's a choice. Yeah, when she said centered, the other word that came to mind was grounded. And, you know, I feel like all these metaphors of the twisties or accelerator and brakes are all like just in my head. And I'm like, okay, just need to be grounded and just be present to what is <laughs> letting go all the other just concoctions <laughs> that are like bubbling up in the, you know, brain. Thanks, brain. <laughs> the brain is uh, is offering chaos. <laughs> <laughs> the heart is the key to the universe. I don't know. I'm telling you, you might got to go deeper in the belly. Or maybe it's the feet. Got to be grounded. Mm. 
Maybe it changes in the moment. The door uh, moves. <laughs> when it comes to the the paradox of, I guess, just life itself in general, because they're also prominent, just like mysteries, and they can't be solved just like a mystery. So you are able to look at it and just find the absolute humor in the dance of knowing that this is something that you could try your darndest and you will just, nope, it'll just laugh right back at you. So you might as well have fun with it. And then in that case, it kind of gives birth to the harmony of the humor of the paradox, knowing that it's just forever going to be changing. There's nothing you can do about it. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, I, I love I love this idea of the cosmos just laughing and just be like, yo, just relax, enjoy the moment. Here we are. Smile. This flower is so light, I would imagine, just touching the petals. And there is such lightness to just laughing and just having fun. And there have been many moments where I feel like I'm just stuck at home and I'm trapped. And and how do I then reframe that reality, that perceived reality to, well, how can I just see this as like a rainy day, a snowy day where I don't have to leave the house and I can just do something fun. And I just loved how he, his energy was a reminder of that. Like we have no idea about anything really. So let's just have fun. Let's enjoy the ride. Oh my gosh. These stories are great today. We're receiving so much from them today, it feels like. I think maybe we should reverse the order and just start with the stories and then we'll uh, come back. (laughs) This has been a really rough week for me with balance. I felt really out of balance. A lot more work than motherhood. I tend to like it the other way around. Less work, more motherhood, you know. But this has been a, a heavy work week, a lot of phone calls and meetings and fires and emergencies and all those things. And you know, what I've been telling myself is, you know, balance doesn't always work that way. Like, the someone told me a long time ago, they were married for a long time, and they said, you're gonna have years where you dislike each other and you're gonna have years where you, you, love, you really are falling more in love. And I was, my first question was like, years? <laughs> years of dislike? Okay, not like weeks. We're talking about years? So for me, like I look at balance like that, like trying not to put a time on it, that this week may be crazy. And when I find myself coming out of balance, I center and set boundaries. And I immediately start to look in my mind, how can I set boundaries? When this person's asking me for a meeting, I'm. I respond with, can this be an email? I know you might feel like it can't, but I need you to send me your questions in an email, I'll answer. And if you still need this, if you still have this request, then your request will will take less of our time together. So for me to get that good balance, you need to have those clear boundaries and to establish for yourself, for myself, I establish for myself what that formula looks like. 
Mm. These last three stories from being centered to finding the humor to just setting boundaries. This is just incredible insights into just what does it look like to find find balance in the midst of what is not. Defending your balance is what comes up. I've recently been sitting with a deeper need for alone time and self-care and and noticing guilt around that in terms of my relationships, feeling like I'm not showing up enough for friends and loved ones. And this reflection is so encouraging because it's a reminder of everything is dynamic, everything is changing. And when we need to have balance for ourselves, that requires those boundaries. Yeah, I think part of what I'm feeling right now is as an entrepreneur constantly creating and iterating. And right now there's just a lot of plate spinning. And so maybe the boundaries is like, okay, we got to put some plates down, you know, (laughs) this is like, yeah, yeah, no need to like create more, more spinning in the cosmos than necessary. Unless you're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I got a, I got an image of a Greek wedding in my mind with these plates spinning. I have no idea if that's like truly <laughs> correct or not, but <laughs> that's what's in my head. For me, balance reminds me again of, of the duality and the both and. This morning, I try to have a focus every day. It just helps me to bring some intentionality into my life. And today I wanted to choose love, to really just lean into any opportunity where love would be the guiding energy. And I, had some time to read and the book that I chose to read was a book that I just got this weekend it's called um, When Things Fall Apart reading this first chapter is about intimacy with fear and immediately I wondered oh kind of similar to the bath of having to shed or this idea of shedding to get to this purity of abundance was also this like in choosing love, is there also something about the intimacy with fear? And there was something about when I read that that I I just felt intuitively like it's in that place that you find love. I don't know. So just thinking about balance and duality, these ideas, these like contradicting almost contradicting ideas are one in the same where they're connected like two sides of something and to have balance like I think we all want to be happy and light and flowery and laughter no one ever wants 
I don't know. I don't think anyone wants to be sad. I don't think we wish for, oh, I feel like being really sad today. I feel like I could use a crisis, let something fall apart so I could, you know, really get depressed. I, I don't ever wish for that. But today, reading this first chapter, there was just something weird in me that felt gratitude. Gratitude for the pain that I'm feeling, gratitude for the crisis as an opportunity to find love. Like real love, not superficial hearts and rainbows kind of love, but real, unconditional, courageous love for myself and the people in my life who are suffering. Because to sit with someone in that space is scary. And anyone who tells you that it's not is lying. It's scary. It's scary to sit with someone who's in pain and to really bring unconditional love into that into that space. Just really receiving the depth of this reflection and how suffering brings us to a level of depth within us that is beautiful even though it's so deeply painful and the intimacy that we feel with ourselves and with others when we're in those moments of crisis, challenge, fear brings me back to this idea of the light and the dark and how even in these stories we're feeling that journey of the lightness of humor and dance and song with the depths of our intimacy with fear and sadness. You said the word receiving and yesterday that came up of just what does it mean to receive unconditionally? Right now I'm kind of just realizing in my feeling off balance, what I'm also doing is resisting some of the feelings that are coming up. What do they say? What we, what we resist persists. And maybe that's what kind of knocks us off balance and to just sit with that naked beauty she's you know just like what is that unconditional beauty and love is really to just receive wholeheartedly we're gonna hear one more journal entry as well been feeling the paradox of being a human and a soul at the same time lately. This card makes me think of being in the cosmos universe. The flowers feel playful as they look like balloons floating up in the air. I think the message for me today is to play with that paradox. Well, I think the paradox for me is that I was definitely feeling some kind of funk at the beginning of this podcast. 
and not really knowing what metaphor I wanted to use and what was feeling true. And yet just receiving these stories, just listening to these stories and all the different ways that we can be present by being centered, by finding the absurdity, to receiving, to setting boundaries. I know I've received a lot and just appreciate that folks are going through so much in the world right now and yet there's this infinite creativity as to how we can be present and grounded in this moment and open to what's possible. Feels more reassuring to dance in the order and the chaos versus just versus having to figure it out versus having to plan and strategize around how to get to that place. I didn't realize how much in my head I was in. (laughs) I love how this podcast, this space is being co-created every week with the people that are sharing their stories at different times and how we get to receive that together and weave that story and come into the practice of each theme. The other piece that I'm just really grateful for right now is just all the people that are joining us from so many different places in the world. We have folks from Canada, Germany, the United Kingdom, Zimbabwe, France, Mexico. I mean, the list, they're over, I think, 20 some odd countries, 200 cities. And I just know that there's so many different ways in which people are looking at the world. We can get so stuck and like, oh, it's, this is, this is, you know, I'm stuck. I'm hitting the accelerator and the brake. And yet I know that in all these different languages and perspectives, there's just new words and ideas and ways of helping us find beauty in harmony and paradox. And just know for those of you that are listening that you're not alone in this journey. Each of us are dancing with you under trying to find what balance means to us and constantly taking that step back to ourselves and our center. These stories are such a powerful reminder of that. Sometimes I can get really lost in the chaos and feel like I'm the only one that's spiraling out of control. And today I'm just reminded of how I'm not alone in that journey. And what's our practice for this week, Belinda? Well, it's inspired by our somatic work together. So Omar and I receive somatic practice with a coach every other week. And I just was really struck by how it shifted my energy this week, just for us to center together and take time to walk slowly together. So for this balance practice, 
I invite you to take some time in this moment or after this podcast, whenever you're ready to let go of your socks and your shoes and find a place to ground yourself with your feet, ideally somewhere outside in nature or just a place in your home where you feel safe and secure. And just practice bringing your awareness to your feet, anchoring to the surface of the earth, and walking with your feet, centering and balancing in the moment. So just going slow, one foot at a time. And just imagining yourself coming back to your center as you step. And noticing where you feel off balance as you walk. And accepting that as well as part of this process of balance. So we'd love to hear how this practice or these stories inspire you in your life. So please share with us at pollinators at gratitudeblooming.com, on Instagram, in our Facebook community. We'd love to hear how you're playing with balance in your life. I'd like to dedicate this episode to my great-grandmother, G.C. Fong, who, even though her feet were bounded, she somehow found a way to dance across the world so that three generations later, I could be right here in this moment talking about feet on the ground and being present to this moment with each of you. Thank you. Thank you.